What's up, family? Happy New Year. Welcome to Speak, first show of the year. We got to make it a great one. A lot of great topics for you. But first and foremost, that's the new and improved Dave Hellman. Improved, all right. New and improved. Okay. That's the same old brilliant Joy Taylor. And this is Eagles, all-time rushing leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. And speaking of the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. He was out for the Eagles yesterday. Gardner Minshew, backup quarterback. He could not get the job done. The Eagles had so much to play for. They were trying to lock up the one seed. But as you see right there, a pivotal interception that cost the Eagles a game late, and Andy Dalton had a field day through the air, picking apart the Eagles' defense. Taysom Hill, he also got busy. A rushing touchdown right there that you see. Nick Sirianni, head coach, said, quote, I'm never going to be somebody that's going to hit the panic button. Nick Sirianni, you shouldn't. You're the coach. I'm not a player anymore. So I am going to hit that panic button. Shady McCoy, Eagles fans, Joy Dave, I believe it's time for the Eagles to panic for this reason. I'm more concerned about the Eagles than I am concerned about the lack of Jalen Hurts. The Eagles with the backup quarterback should be able to beat the New Orleans Saints. Why? Because the Saints were starting a backup quarterback. Don't get it twisted. Andy Dalton's not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. 9-19 and as a starter the last three seasons going into this year. Andy Dalton, the same Andy Dalton that got benched for rookie Justin Fields, that Andy Dalton, I'm not as concerned about the absence of Jalen Hurts as I am concerned about the lack of cognition with the Eagles' defense. Andy Dalton went six for eight on third down, y'all. Andy Dalton was picking the Eagles apart. 15 plays, 75-yard touchdown drive to start the game. The whole game, the Eagles were chasing points because that defense allowed Andy Dalton to march down the field and Taysom Hill ran (gasps) the same play three consecutive times to get into the end zone on the Eagles' defense. I'm panicked because even if Jalen Hurts were to come back, opposing quarterbacks are 45 and 57 in the last two games against the Eagles' defense. 45 and 57, roughly an 80% completion percentage. League average is 70%. Jalen Hurts don't backpedal. He don't T-step. He don't break on the ball. He plays quarterback. So even though Jalen Hurts will come bring relief, I'm still panicked for the Eagles because that defense is not the same defense we were led to believe because Andy Dalton shouldn't have been throwing strikes like he did 2-5, but are you panicked? I'm not panicking at all. Nah, not at all. It's one game we lost, right? Now, you'll say it's two games in a row, but each week. It's true. Yeah, each week is one game. So, I'll say this. First of all, the biggest issue is Jalen Hurts, he's not playing. And before I get on Jalen Hurts, let me address you because you Please were doing, do. doing all the defense and all that. The defense let up 13 points. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you want to slice it. too many. Slice it, dice it, whatever you want to do. 13 points, you should be able to win that I game. I mean, the Saints let up. So, let's talk about my, my Eagles, right? My Eagles, we need Jalen Hurts. Without Jalen Hurts... I mean, we, we can't run the ball. We're averaging 75 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. You can't start any offense, any passing attack if you can't run the ball. Points. I mean, we, we, we can't even put no points up. We average 30 points with Jalen Hurts when he's there, right? So 13 points, we'd have, 20 would have, would have made that happen. He doesn't turn the ball over. Even more with our team. We put up 10 points. It's a season low. It's getting worse. It's getting bad and bad and bad. It's the worst it's ever been. 20, 67 yards, lowest this season. Six sacks, the worst this season. So, yeah, a lot of that is we don't have Jalen Hurts. I'm, happy, I'm not happy it happened, but there's always, like, in losses, there's always lessons. And the lessons be taught to everybody else other than me. Everybody talks about how, oh, with that type of team, who needs, who needs Jalen Hurts? Any quarterback can do it. The Cowboys players were saying it. A lot of analysts were talking about it. And we really see now that the, the big reason why we're not winning these games because our MVP is not there. Jalen so Hurts. are you worried? Because he's missed two games in a row. Oh, he has an injury to the throwing shoulder. My sort, my, look, look, I, I, I always wanted to say this on TV. LaShawn McCoy's closest sources says that Jalen Hurts will be back soon. From somebody who played in the Eagles for six years, that just doesn't mean as much, Shady. Your sources are your friends. Anyway. Friends in the right places, Dave Dave Hellman, where do you stand? Time for the Eagles to panic. I would hope the Eagles are made of sterner stuff than to panic. I mean, they're 13-3. and They're still the number one seed. All they have to do is beat a Giants team that doesn't have a whole lot to play for, and they will have the bye week. So I would hope that they're not panicking. It does does make me think of conversations we had back in October and November about – are the Eagles battle-tested? Are the Eagles going through enough adversity? Because this is adversity right here. Like, you go from kings of the world, riding high, can anybody get in the Eagles' way? And you can't even beat the New Orleans Saints. And I know, I know Jalen Hurts isn't playing, but come on, they should have been able to win that game with, with Gardner Minshew. From what we saw from Gardner Minshew against the Cowboys, they're a good enough team. I still don't think they should panic, though. Again, I said it last week. 
they are catching bad luck at the wrong time. Like, you're going to lose guys. You're going to go through adversity. But to lose your starting quarterback, to lose Lane Johnson, they lose Josh Sweat in that game. I think that probably contributed to their defensive performance at least a little bit. They're catching this stuff at the wrong time. But they don't need to panic. They need to go beat a Giants team that's probably going to be resting players. Like, the Giants are locked into the sixth seed. There's There's no incentive for the Giants to play unless they just really think it would be funny for the Cowboys to win the NFC East, which it would be really funny for whatever that's worth. But no, go beat a Giants team that doesn't have a lot to play for, and you get a week off, you finish the season 14-3, and and you will probably have a lot of those guys back when the playoffs start. So no, I don't think they should panic. No, there's no reason to panic. <laughs> Again, I don't know what everyone else is watching. Maybe my television's broke. I'm getting a different feed from another planet. I mean, the upside down or something, because I'm pretty sure Gardner Minshew played both those games that they lost. Yeah. Right? Okay. So he didn't play well in the Cowboys game. I know everyone keeps saying this, but he turned the ball over three times. He did. I don't know why that's a good game. I don't know. Again, I'm in the upside down, and the upside down, three turnovers is a good game. I don't care about yards. I don't care about any of that. He gave the Cowboys defense, or the Cowboys defense forced him, however you want to say it, Mm -hmm. the ball was turned over three times. Not a good game. This last game is an even better example of why everything that happens with Philadelphia goes through Jalen Hurts. If you were saying anything different, it's fine. We're wrong about some things in life. I'm wrong like once a year. It's, it's okay. And when I'm wrong, I say it. So just have some seats. Jalen Hurts is clearly the most valuable player on this team. And guess what else? Lane Johnson, pretty important too. Yeah. So what are we evaluating here? They are a Hurt team. They're not going at full speed. If they lost like that with everyone on the field, I'd be very concerned and very panicked that they're playing like that at this point in the season. But the guy's not there. Jalen Hurts is not out there. If we're going to move on to the conversation about how concerned are we back that he's going to be back on time and healthy, that's a different conversation. But about the Eagles in general, no. The Saints had something to play for yesterday. Whoever's out there, they, they, they had something to play for. The Eagles are banged up right now, and they don't have their MVP. And even though we don't, award we don't count absences as a bonus to the mvp conversation and we shouldn't because availability is a skill and it's important but i think we can close the book on the conversation about how valuable jalen hurts is to this team unless you guys are watching a different feed because what i'm getting the ones that, the games i'm watching they need jalen hurts here's why uh, all that is true and all that everything body has said here is true here's why i'm still panicked in light of all that Even when Jalen Hurts does come back, because he will come back, I don't know how well Jalen Hurts will operate given that the injury is to his throwing shoulder. Assume Jalen Hurts does operate at his highest level. What I can't do as a former defender and a guy who analyzes and criticizes defense is ignore just how bad the defense is playing. Jalen Hurts or no Jalen Hurts, they're still doing some things, Shady, where I'm like, eh, this is not the same defense we thought. Wouldn't you agree that they played better down the stretch of that game, though? Yeah, like, like they, they, we adjusted. Yeah. They, they made, they, 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 first of all, they had 10 points at halftime, right? Yeah. They had 13 points offensively. They, they keep the field goal, that yep. was it. We, I would say the first. Garner threw the pick six. The first so three ten. or four possessions of that game What were are we really talking troubled. about here? Like, you're talking about, what we're talking about is for me, for my liking, if you know Gardner Minshew is your starter, it is 13 points too many. It is 10 points too many. Damn. It is if you know that you are going up against a – you have a backup quarterback. Okay. You know you got to be the best defense on the field. We've but been in locker rooms before. 13 points is great, though. It is. But the New Orleans Saints let up how many? And they scored on defense. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to. Shady, I've been in locker rooms with you before, so you can't roll your eyes. You've gone out on the field no, and said, I'm, I'm just, about to be the best running back on the field I'm today. I'm just saying, like, like, like that 10 points at halftime, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they, they made the adjustments, which good teams do. They had three points in the second half offensively. Sure. That's good as hell. I'll show that's not to me against Andy. So, so, no, so no points. Like 25 if punts. If you're playing against Andy Dalton, to me, that's just too much. Like you saw, you saw is what. Andy, I'm, is he trash like that? Andy Dalton against the Philadelphia Eagles should not be able to do that. I think, like, I think, I think because, he's solid. Not to mention, We're the best though, secondary in the league two weeks coming ago. Coming off of the Cowboys' performance offensively against this Eagles team, it's yeah. like sooner or later, what's up? Uh, not only that, but as I'm watching it, I'm like, the Eagles' defense, they're scared to play man coverage. And I get it. Avante Maddox starting nickelback. He out. Yeah, yeah, right, right, Chauncey right, Gardner-Johnson right, yeah, starting yeah, safety. Yeah. He out. Right, yeah. But I'm like, the Eagles are scared to, like, as, a, as somebody watching the defensive tape, I'm panicked because I'm like, oh, we ain't got the guys. Like, unless these guys come back healthy, we don't have the guys. But if you go from 40 points in Dallas to 13 points in Philly, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. 
offense has to do better. The offense, we had 10 points. That's the worst we had all year. So it's more on the offense than the defense. I really think this is the bottom line. Like, the, the Eagles could beat the Giants on Sunday by – they could win three to nothing, and it wouldn't matter. I wouldn't give a damn. But they need a week off, and they need to be they playing – And they need to be playing at home. Like, they need to be healthy. Like, you can do the whole rust versus rest thing. Like, do you want to take a week off? No. The Eagles want a week off. Like, they need to get guys healthy, and they need to be playing at home. It That's doesn't true. matter. It, it could be the ugliest win ever, but they've got to get a win against the Giants because if they're going on the road – to play in the wild card round without that chance to get healthy, then I'm panicked. If they find a way to lose this division on Sunday and they've got to go to Tampa or wherever they might have to go without any rest, I'm pressing the panic button in a big way because they just don't look healthy. Because right. they don't look healthy. Okay, the health okay. They look like a completely you, different team. I thought you were saying like, like you, no, it, us going on the road because we don't mind it, that. It, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with if you don't win the division, then you play one week later. Do we know how healthy Jalen Hurts is? Do we know how healthy Lane Johnson is? Yeah. Do we know how healthy Avante Maddox and Chauncey Gardner are? Let me ask you, Joy and Dave, is even when healthy, did we not start to notice this eight games ago with the Eagles? Let's go back to remember the commander's loss. But before the commander's loss, remember they went a scrappy one versus the Texans. Then remember they outclawed the Colts beat, winning by one. Okay. Remember they beat the Packers by seven, barely. Right. Now they smacked the Titans around, but now we know the Titans may not be all that good. Clearly they did beat the Giants. Can't say anything yeah, about that. And, uh, uh, that was beforehand. beforehand. Okay, okay, okay. I'm saying like the last eight, eight games, games okay. haven't we started to see a little bit of the Eagles not being as elite as we might have perceived through the first eight weeks. I think the Eagles have come down to earth a little bit, but I also don't want to pay too much attention to what happened in the Bears game because, obviously, Jalen Hurts was able to overcome those mistakes in the game. And the last two games are irrelevant to me because you don't have your offense firing the way that you need to. Turn the ball over three times. Gardner Minshew did. I'm going to say Jalen Hurts wouldn't have done that. Fair? Mm-hmm. I don't, right. I don't, I don't think that. he yeah. turned the ball over three times I in mean, the game. He, you know, he'll turn right. the ball over and at all. And then this last game, it's the worst offensive performance that they've had all season long. Ten points. They're not healthy. They're not 100%. At whatever version of 100% they can be, that's my concern. Because they're, they're getting the injury bug at the wrong time. Now, that has nothing to do with how, how they're capable of playing because we've seen it all season long, and they've been the most consistent team all season long. Yeah. So from start to finish, from the very first week until now, they've been the most consistent team. The question is, are they going to be able to be healthy? But can you still say that, given the fact that they aren't the most consistent team anymore? I don't care about these last two weeks. But they're, you, they're not but, important to me. But you, uh, as a, you have to, unless I, we don't care about the 49ers you team are at not, all. If but, you're turning the ball over, if the defense has taken the ball away from Gardner Minshew three times, yep. or Gardner has given it up, however you want to say it, I don't care. The ball was turned over three times. There were four total turnovers in that game. That is an astronomical number of turnovers. I, 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 I feel like a crazy person. Four turnovers is insane. That is so many times to turn the ball over in, and giving them great field position. Yeah. You can't do that. I'm saying how, how can you not care about it? Because Gardner did that. Yes, but, but a, a quarterback, starting quarterback might get hurt. I remember you might have been there, Shady, with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes against the Browns, no, end of the no, third no. quarter. Yeah. You, were, you were with the Bucks then. No, no. We all remember that game, yeah. end of the third quarter. That was nice. The Chiefs needed the backup quarterback to take them through that game. Yep. So the backup quarterback's a part of a roster, just like special right. teams is a part sure, of a roster. Then we, can say, then we can say that the backup quarterback isn't good enough. Sure, and that, is, that to but me that, is cause that for panic. Is not, that, that's, so then that's the Eagles team that we're evaluating. Is that the Eagles team that you're expecting to see in the postseason? Could be. That, that well, then, part. yeah, then let's panic. But I'm not operating under the notion that Jalen Hurts isn't going to be I out think, there. Yeah, I think if Jalen – if we had to win, have a game to win to play, like a playoff game, Jalen would have played in the game. I think he's healthy enough to do that. I think they're just being cautious. But, I mean, even about the panic button with, with the Eagles, it's like, it's like, how? We only lost three games, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I wrong about three no. games? So, like – I think this is the timing, right? We lost back-to-back games with our backup quarterback, wherever, however you want to slice it. It happened. But all these teams that we're talking about, all, all the top seeds, like, they've been losing. It's just that it's different. They lost in the middle of the year, beginning of the year, late in the year. Like, people have lost. It's that when, when the Eagles lose, we've been doing so well all year that it's like a big thing. Oh, my God, it's panic time. They, they lost two in a row. That's don't, football. Don't it happens, think, though. Don't you think when you lose matters? You've won two Super Bowls. You've been a part of two Super Bowl runs. You've been a part of several playoff runs. Which, when you won with the Buccaneers, I believe y'all won seven consecutive games after starting seven and five. Okay. Clearly, winning later mattered more than winning earlier. Don't you think it matters I agree when with you that. win? I agree with that. I see you're going. That's true. Winning games later it matters way more than anything because you're going to the playoffs. All I'm saying is that we, we lost. That happens. It's hard to go to the, the whole season not losing at all. 
the good thing that Jason Kelsey talked about is, is correcting it. Don't worry about the seating. Let's correct things we need to correct. And I think we have the leadership and the players in that locker room to do that. Well, going from Jalen Hurts as a quarterback to two of the greatest quarterbacks playing right now, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, head-to-head tonight. It really is the biggest game of the season. You got number one seeds on the line. So who would we rather have, Burrow or Allen? That is next on Speed. Can't wait to watch that one. Cannot wait for tonight as the Bengals host the Bills, two of the best teams with two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen both have 39 touchdowns on the year and both quarterbacks have their sights on the number one seed in the AFC. No game can be bigger in the NFL regular season than this one tonight. So now the question is, what quarterback would you rather have? Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Joy Taylor, what's your answer? All right, let's make the internet mad, shall we? (laughs) Again, we're splitting hairs here. Both teams are very happy with their quarterbacks. I would be happy with either one. Josh Allen is amazing. I picked him to win the MVP. I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I would go with Joe Burrow. Because I do think that accomplishments matter. And Joe Burrow taking this Bengals team with a terrible offensive line to the Super Bowl I think still has to be topped with a lot of these young quarterbacks. They both still have things they need to prove in the playoffs. Obviously, Joe did not win a Super Bowl, which I think would put him in a completely different atmosphere. But look, Josh Allen, they're trying to go to the Super Bowl this year. That's the expectations for this team, and they have a great chance to do it. Right now, Joe Burrow has done that. He has a better postseason resume, which at this point, when you're both established quarterbacks in the league, you're both stars, that's what starts to matter. So to me, by a very slight edge, slight Buffalo, slight just a, just a hair, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. 2-5, you played with Josh Allen. You were there in Buffalo when he was drafted. You've seen him grow over the years. Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, who'd you rather have? I'm going to go with the best quarterback, Josh Allen. <laughs> and, then, and listen, Joe Burrow's a beast, though. Yep. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I love the way he plays. He's, he's one of them, them gutsy young guys, right? I see a lot of Tom Brady in him, but I got to go, go with Josh. I mean, like, let's talk about Josh Allen for a second. We all know he can throw the ball. Got over 4,000 yards. But, yo, that's 700 yards rushing, though. Yeah. Like, like, I can throw the ball. I can run the ball. I can do whatever you need to do. I just think with Josh Allen, like, he keeps the plays live. He can do everything for his team. I think Joe's a beast, like I said, but Josh is a different level. For example, like, I, I love what Joey talked about this, the accomplishments. Even going to the Super Bowl as such a young quarterback, that's, that's great. But Josh Allen would be the same. He would be there, too. Let's not forget that they changed the rule for my boy. He was ball. It wasn't his fault they lost, right? He put, he put his stats up. He actually out. Uh, can I say that? Mm. Mm. Josh, I, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahone, they both played super well, right? So I can't say he outplayed, you know. You could Pat. argue it. Like, it's but not crazy. He, but he, but he was like, if you suggest it, it was, yeah. oh, my God, he was killing it. And then for to give them 13 seconds, after, after they scored at 13 seconds, you see him on the sideline hugging. Like, any, any football team, any coach at that point, College, high school, pros, you like, it's over. You hugging, congratulations. Get the T-shirt, get the hats, let's celebrate. <laughs> right? That's what you're thinking. So, yes, I think I would go with Josh Allen. I think if they, if Davis would have did their part, he probably would have been in the Super Bowl himself. Mm. I hear you. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Now, remember, beginning of the okay. season, I said Josh Allen was the best quarterback in football. Now, I said that one preemptively, but I also thought Josh Allen was going to get better this year. He hasn't gotten better. Now, he was already a top three quarterback last year, finished second in the MVP voting. So Josh Allen not getting better doesn't hurt all that much. But I did think Josh Allen would take that major leap where he would put everybody in the NFL, including Patrick Mahomes, underneath his arm. He hasn't Ah, yet done that. Eddie? I thought he would. I thought he would. Josh Allen last year, 4,400 yards, 36 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 700 rushing yards. It can't get much better, but I thought he would get better. But I look again this season, 4,200 passing yards, 32 passing touchdowns, 30, 13 interceptions, 700 rushing yards. He's literally having the exact same season. Joe Burrow on the flip side. Okay, okay. Coming off the Super Bowl without Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. still goes 3-1, and, and statistically this season he has gotten better. He currently has the same number of touchdowns he had last year, but he had a game to go and he didn't have DeMar Chase, that's why I go Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow makes everybody around him better, and I think Joe Burrow has the attributes that you can't see. The ones you see, Josh Allen. Arms, legs, all the things. But the intangibles that exist within the locker room that cause everybody to rise, that's why I'm going Joe Burrow. Dave, where you at? 
I can't. I don't think I hated a topic that we've done as much as this. Like, I can't <laughs> stand Dave it. Feistles. I don't want to answer this. I, I don't. I don't. Look. Show the tattoo. Dave, <laughs> look, Dave, Dave Hellman, the fan of football, does not have an athlete. Like, Joe Burrow is the one of one. Love that guy. That's my dude forever. Dave, by the way, went to LSU. You with me in Burrow, 2019. LSU. He has an LSU. He got out the mud. Sounds like a butt's coming. There is a, <laughs> there is a butt. There is a butt coming. And here's what, like, if we're talking about career Give me Joe, because everything you just said, especially the intangibles, I think you can see the way his game is going to translate to when he's even 40 years old. I, I can see it. I think Joe's going to be great for a really long time. If we're talking about tonight, you got a damn ostrich with a <laughs> cannon for an arm over there playing quarterback. There are not very many players in the league, in the world, that can put a team on their back the way that Josh Allen is capable of doing it. He's got 747 rushing yards. He's 40 yards off of the team lead on top of all of the <laughs> passing stats. If it's third and 18, you're like, Josh, pick it up. Cool, with my arm or with my legs? Like, what do you want? You want me to carry people over the first down marker? You want me to helicopter at the, at the line? You want me to bomb it downfield to digs? Like, there just aren't very many people that can do what he does. Now, I don't know how long it's going to be that way, right? Like, I can see Josh Allen plateauing or, I hate to say it, but, like, getting to the cliff earlier, right? Because his physicality is such a key component of his game. But here in the present, when he's, what, 27 years old? Not even. How do you – How do you, he's not even 27? No. I don't know how you are – I mean, that is such a freakish combination of abilities. It's not a knock on Joe Burrow. I just – even Patrick Mahomes – can't do everything Josh Allen does. Like, Patrick Mahomes has the escapability, and he can do some fun stuff. I think somebody made a joke about how he looks like a toddler holding a beer when he's trying to run. Like, he gets it done. Josh Allen looks completely different. He's like a water buffalo, just plowing people over. <laughs> See what you did there. Oh, I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> he's just a freak, man. Who he's needs to win freak. more tonight? The Bills are 12-3. and three. Bengals sitting at 11-4. and four. If, in fact, the Bills win, they stay in sole possession of the one seed. If the Bengals win, all of a sudden they jump to the two seed. Chiefs take the one seed. Bills are in the three seed. Just a little homework for you all. Who needs to win more? Is well, it Josh I Allen or is it Burrow? Oh, Josh Allen or Burrow, we're not going to do teams? Teams, same thing. Oh. Well, I mean, obviously Buffalo would like to have home field advantage. I, I think Cincinnati would like it as well since they really had to go on the road last year and, you know, go to the Super Bowl. But Josh Allen is 0-3 on, on, on the road in the playoffs. Yes. This is about the postseason for the Bills. Now, I, I think eventually Josh Allen will get road playoff wins. I don't think it's a permanent thing that Josh Allen can't win on the road in the postseason. But up till now, this is the evidence that they yeah. have. They win at home, it they is. lose on the road. So Buffalo would prefer, as most teams would, to have home field advantage through the postseason. I think it's, it's, it's very even for both of them. You, neither one of these teams really want to travel again for the postseason, but I, 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 I will pick Buffalo because you guys talked me into it last week. Shady, very quickly, what part of Josh Allen's game worries you in this matter? Whenever I watch Josh Allen, sometimes he's so talented, yeah, yeah. he gets careless. I was in yeah. Chicago when the Bills played the Bears two weeks ago, watching the game. And he's so talented sometimes that he's just like, oh, you can have an interception. You can have an interception. Does that at all worry you, given the fact that he is 26? It is his fifth year in the league. What part of you is concerned by that? Yeah, what's one thing about Josh that, that even back then when he was younger, right? Now, it's not as much now, but it comes from time to time. It'll show up. I think he gets bored with, with the easy success, yeah. right? Go like, like, go way to put yeah, it. Yeah, it's like instead of taking a little check down here or, or maybe throw the ball away, ah, I'm going to try to get this first down. Get off me. <laughs> Fumble or, or ah, I'm going to squeeze this ball in that, in that small gap. Turnover. Like, he gets, he's, he's so good and, and he gets away with it because it's talent. But every once in a while, it backfires. Yep, yep. A really good point. Very well said. Well, coming up, Ron Rivera, you will not believe the blunder he made post-game when he went to the presser. And on top of that, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Seems like they got a lot going on there. First, we'll discuss Rivera, and then we'll move on to Rodgers. That's next on Speak. You got to hear this one. I was appalled. To clarify, you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, oh, then you guys are eliminated. Well, we'll see. Just wow. Okay, Ron Rivera, on his presser yesterday, he went and he commented about that. I know I made a little bit of a gaffe. Yeah. Gaffe. 
yesterday. Yeah, I never read that word. But to be honest with you, I never thought that we would lose. I was anticipating winning, and I was anticipating our game getting flexed to 8.30. Wow. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's like 2-5. There's no excuse for me for that one. It's like, (laughs) as a coach, you have to know what's going on presently, what went on formerly, and what might go on in the future. Like, as a coach, you have to know all of this. You're not a player that's on the field that only needs to be focused on the here and now. you got to know about what happened, what's happening, and what might happen. And the fact that Ron Rivera had no idea his team could be eliminated in a loss is mind-blowing. It makes me wonder what else might he have overlooked or what else might he have not seen at all. Dave Hellman, you've been in these interview rooms asking those questions. I see the response on your face. What's your response verbally? That's Had I been there, that is, that is a moment where you and the other beat writers sort of look at each other like, did you just say that? Did, is that... We need, to, we need to follow up and make sure he didn't say it wrong, right? Which is ultimately what happened because the Washington media was doing their jobs. Look, that's, that's embarrassing on a degree that you, I don't think you see very often in the NFL, which I want to be respectful. Ron Rivera, he's a longtime coach. He was on the 85 Bears. Like, he's forgotten more football than I'll ever know. But that is such an unacceptable blunder. And, and like, I hate, I hate the cliché that football coaches are they're so focused on winning and the game plan that they don't know any. Are you kidding me? Do you understand the depth of detail of coaching at this level? These guys get a report of everything, every tweet that the beat writers put out that day before. They've got a report for that. They've got a report of what the practice field conditions look like for the next day because they already know what the day they're going to practice. They've got advanced scouts working on games two, three weeks ahead of time. They got people going to the city for the road trip to say, hey, the hotel beds are kind of firm. We might want to put the team on a different floor. Like the amount of detail that NFL coaches process every single week would blow your mind. So for Ron Rivera to not know that this was possible because he thought they would win, it's, there's no excuse for it. If I signed his paychecks, I would be so pissed off. Like that, I mean, it's it's un it's unbelievable. Wow. Like I, I'm still trying to process it. We know who signs. His that is fair. <laughs> that is a very valid point. <laughs> I, don't know. I was with a little bit of it until the end. Uh, I'm, all right, I'm going to be nice to Ron Rivera. I I don't think Ron Rivera is incompetent. No, no, I would never say that. He ever. doesn't strike me as someone who. I don't think so either. This is just a no, no, crazy I'm not, oversight. I'm not that you're saying that. I just. I don't, I can't freak out too much about him going into this game, focusing on this game, and expecting to win this game. This thing that he was asked about is completely out of the commander's control. Can't help if they, that team wins or loses and knocks them out. They got to win this game. That's what's important to them right now in this moment. So while I hear about the details, and I, and I don't think, I'm not absolving him. He should have known, and it's very cringy to listen to, for sure. Ron Rivera is not somebody who's just, you know, forgetting what's going on here. He's focusing on winning this game. The question I have for Ron Rivera is, and perhaps I was way too graceful when they decided to make this move last week, because I've been pretty consistent with the Wentz should not be playing football thing for a while. Why you put this in the hands of Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz was 16 of 28, 57% passer rating, career low passer rating, three interceptions, no touchdowns, 31.4%. Passer rating. That's what Carson Wentz did. And, and we, we could have seen this coming because dang. last year, last year, yes, damn. <laughs> appropriate response. Last year, in the loss to the Jags, win game. he was 17 of 29. One touchdown, one interception. So this is what Carson Wentz does in big moments. So my question isn't, isn't so much why didn't Ron Rivera know that if they lost this game, they could potentially be eliminated. It's why you put this game that you had to win in the hands of Carson Wentz. And that's fair. If I, I don't want to hog the segment, but clearly I feel passionately about this. But if that's the case, if, if Ron Rivera didn't know, Carson Wentz threw two picks in the first half, three for the day. Might have pulled him. The Browns were not ahead by multiple possessions until the end of the third quarter. I'm actually surprised they didn't pull him. Because he didn't, didn't think know, it mattered. He didn't, matter. he didn't think it I, mattered. He's I, like, oh, we'll let him finish the game and we can I go agree. back to Heineke next week. I, 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 that, Except there's not a next week now. That, to me, Joy, is why I was so frustrated by this. Shady, I want to hear your comments. As a player, if your coach went to the postgame presser after the game and was like, wait, we, we can be eliminated, what would your sentiments have been? Well, well, 
he seems like the old-fashioned coach, right? Just knowing how he is, hard-working guy, you know. We're focused on this game right here, this week. And to Joy's point, I give him a pass. I truly do. Now, I, I, I get on both sides. <clears throat> I'm only speaking on his side. So him being like an older coach, right, when coaches always say, you know, we're not worrying, we're not worrying about the future. We're worrying about this game right here. We're not worried about next week. I, and I, I think he really meant that. Like, how can I worry about other team helping us out by uh, winning a game or losing a game, whatever it may be, to keep us, uh, you know, eligible for the playoffs? Well, we got to win our game right here today. So I truly believe that he thinks that, yo, we got to win this game to this week right now. But, Shady, to me, that's so short-sighted, right? Because you have a plan. Okay. On every running play, you had a plan. Power, you got a plan. Uh, zone, you got a plan. Okay. Inside zone, you got a plan. But you also have a counter. Shady knows I'm going to run power. But if it's stopped on the front side, I have a counter. Okay. So, Ron Rivera, sure, you should know or believe that you're going to win. But you should also know in the event I don't win, what might happen what's as he, well? What's he supposed to do? Send, like, send what? somebody to the other game to make sure that they lose? And, like, no, I, 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 and then one thing that they talk about, like these coaches, he's right. They have people on their staff to do, for, do different things, yep. right? So I feel like he probably had somebody that, to handle that for him. But he's locked in on this game. I can really see that. I don't know, though. If he had the proper delegator, he would know. Joy, the, you ask a great question. What's he supposed to do? I'm with Dave. When I'm watching that game and I was like, okay, Carson Wentz is struggling. First three, inter- first three possessions, interception, turnover on downs, interception. I love me some Carson Wentz. Love me some Carson Wentz. Know him personally. I would have been like, I was like, yo, pull him. Save yourself. Like, pull him. Like, you need to win this game. Yeah. Get him out of there. There is no, like, let's get his legs back under him because he next still week. still is close, though. I, I'm, I'm getting him out of there. But if I, I believe, I'm with Dave in believing that in the event Ron Rivera did not know they could be eliminated, oh, what's this game matter? Get Carson's legs back under him, and then next week, that's the must-win game. It's, it's hard. It's po- I, don't, I don't know I that. But I don't know that's either. where my either. mind goes, uh, yeah, And though. I can't imagine that, that Ron is coaching this game thinking that it's okay for them to lose. Coaching long-term, though. Think about what the Jets did with Mike White. They're coaching long-term. Zach Wilson, Robert Salas said that. Like, hey, we're thinking long-term. I don't think he's coaching it to lose, but I think he's playing chess. I think he's playing chess. Like, let's just let's play for the long-term. This guy got over 100, like, 50-some games, something like that. Like, he, he's, he's, as a head coach, like, he's not no just guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't put that on him. Yeah, this is like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I, maybe I'm going to have a soft spot for Ron, but, <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, I can't, I can't put this all on him. And, again, I'm more concerned about – the choice to put Carson Wentz in in this situation than I am because he was trying to win. See, he, he, he put Carson because Taylor he, Heineke was struggling. Like, he was trying to win. All like Taylor, yeah. well, not all of us, but we, like we I like, him. Say, no, I like, I like Taylor this. Heineke. And I don't. I he was just struggling. Don't know. I think. I think if he knew, he would have pulled him. That's where I'm. Like, it's, I, it's it just hard looked crazy for me to imagine. Look, yes. Okay, but yeah. then also not again. Oh, well, I guess I am going to give him more passes. Isn't it? Doesn't have a whole staff of people like nobody. Felt the need to let him. That's know why this. I blame him because you you delegate the coaches. A great the greatest coaches are incredible delegators, but you got to hire the people and you got to delegate properly. So you're telling me you ain't have nobody on the roster who fed this information back to you? Like we've talked about different Cowboys personnel before off the record, and Dave's been like, oh yeah, that guy he didn't do anything but tell Jason Garrett like who was out the night before. Like you got you got to delegate. There's a person for every job imaginable on yeah. a football staff, and he ain't have that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We we got to move because what knocked the Commanders out of playoff contention was a Seahawks win and a Packers win. Packers with their win, they are still in the playoff picture. Now all they got to do beat the Detroit Lions, and they will be in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers will be there as well. They blew out. The Minnesota Vikings, it was ugly, and I mean ugly. Justin Jefferson only had two catches. Jair Alexander, he was balling. Green Bay now won four straight games. Jefferson had one catch on two targets, all bad. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers' message for the critics, quote, now what are they going to say? Question mark, close, quote. Joy, you gave us a chuckle. Give us your opinion. What have the Packers proved? I just love that they're always watching. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't say you're not watching. You're watching. Oh, they pay attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. Look, there's two options with the Packers. Option one, they win next week. They beat the Lions. And uh, they could very potentially be a team of destiny. Or option two, they lose the Lions next week. They don't make the playoffs. And this season was a disaster. 
Two options, nothing in the middle. You can't have Aaron Rodgers making $50 million a year, not coming early to OTAs, the OTAs and working with your young players, right, right. struggling most of the season, and then going on a, a, a cute little run at the end of the year and missing the playoffs. I don't want to hear it. But if you make the playoffs, which is entirely possible, and I think the Lions are going to do the most that they can to prevent that from happening, but if they make the playoffs, everyone should be afraid. Because what's interesting about the Packers right now is they're playing the way that they should be playing with this particular roster, running the ball. They have great running backs. Defense is playing better, to your point. And Aaron Rodgers on the field. you got to take him seriously. But there's only two options with the Packers. So what are the critics going to say? Well, next week, if you lose, they're going to have a lot to say. If you don't, then everyone should be afraid. This is the Packers. It, it's, it's validating and frustrating at the same time because this is the Packers team that I picked to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I did that. I feel less dumb about it now than I did a few weeks ago. But still, if they even get into the playoffs, it'll be as the seventh seed. But this, this was the blueprint I wanted to see. You get a dominant running game, a dominant defense, and that's what they were. Like all those first-round picks playing like it. Jair Alexander, Sorry, dude. Like, I knew you were good. What did he say yesterday? He was like, I'm not great. a good corner. I'm a great, great corner. Great. Yeah, you looked great yesterday, man. He was in there. You realize the Vikings had 213 yards when the competitive part of this game was over. <laughs> they, got a, they got 40% of their yardage total in garbage time, like when the Packers were done. It was really impressive. And then you, and you've got Aaron Rodgers. What? He's, over, he's right there. He's over my shoulder. <laughs> you've got Aaron Rodgers. If he can make three to five Aaron Rodgers plays a game and let the running game and the defense do the rest, that's a tough formula to beat and they're proving it if they get into the playoffs there should not be a nobody should be like yeah we want the pack everybody should be worried about this formula if they're playing ah. this way ah. <laughs> okay uh -oh. i mean uh -oh. let's slow down a little you bit slow down? Yeah, like, 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 listen i respect the way they're, they're winning it's it's we haven't seen nothing like this with the Packers, right? We're used to seeing number four back there. Mm -hmm. Brett Favre, we used to seeing 12, Aaron Rodgers, go out there and dominate. 300 yards, a snack, comeback wins. That's not that no more, right? So in, in, in this four-game stretch, we got to give a lot more respect to that, that running game and that defense. Sure. The defense isn't balling out. They like, what, what second ranked 12 turnovers in the last four games? My problem is this. When the Packers in the playoffs, right, because I, I don't want to hate on, 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 on the shine game right now because they are playing well as a team. Kickoff returns, all type of stuff. But for you to do all that to have to win a game is tough in the playoffs because now, A-Rod, we need you to start passing the ball. 150 yards ain't going to get it done, right? That's not going to get it done in the playoffs. Depending on who you play. Sure. Let's say if you played Philly or you played the Niners and all that, right, you're not going to be running the ball in the Niners like that. That's dead. We're going to need you to go out there and make plays. And I, I, I haven't seen A-Rod play really well this year. We all haven't just play well. He's been managing the game as well. They run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Defense gets some stops, gets some turnovers. He makes a pass here and there. Cool. I was thinking the playoffs when you're playing top teams, Niners, even Dallas, even your boy with the, the, the guy that throws the picks. I'm joking. But, but even, <laughs> even the Cowboys, the Cowboys is a good team. You play against them, they're going to put points up. But don't you think? They're averaging 30. So you just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball with, with, with the defense making plays here and there. That's not going to be enough. But don't you think this is the Packers team we all thought we were going to get in the sense that, Shady, you know teams are three phases. You didn't think that. You didn't think that A-Rod would never throw for 300 yards not once this season. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm saying team in totality. Oh, I did, okay, okay, okay. I did think their defense would be top five. Okay. And they did go get Rich Passaccia. Remember, right. Passaccia, yes, former okay. head coach for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, he's solid. John Gruden, solid. special teams coordinator. You saw they scored on special teams. Yes. You saw they scored on defense. Now, I thought Aaron Rodgers would have have more growth statistics. I thought he yeah. would have at least one 300-yard games a season. He has none. Yeah. But I did think the Packers team would end up looking this good, which is why, Joy, I would only offer a small agree. pushback in the sense that whether the Packers make the playoffs or not, haven't you at least seen enough promise to now know, okay, wait, this formula does work. It took us longer than expected, but this formula, Christian Watson, Dobbs, Jones, Dylan, Jair, Devondre, Quay Walker, Savage, Russell Douglas, like this formula works. Whether it works right now, we know at least it'll work tomorrow. Tomorrow meaning next year? Correct. Oh, we give him $50 million quarterbacks passes now? I didn't know about that. That was not in my memo. Russell Wilson oh, getting today. one. Deshaun getting one. Russell Wilson getting one. They're, they're not great stuff. Who is giving Russell Wilson a pass? pass. We're gonna pass. If he wins next year, they're we're going to look this year. No, currently there are no passes being given. You're, you're, the expectations for Russell Wilson are higher for next year than they were this year because mm -hmm. he was so bad this year. Now you can't just be good next year. 
You got to be great mm-hmm. or, or, or they're going to think he's washed. No, 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 no. We don't give Dak Prescott passes, and he is not, he's not anywhere near. We kind of do. No, we don't. No, he leaves no, the interceptions. No, we, we don't ever talk about it. No, we don't. We, we don't do. ever talk about it. He leaves the interceptions. I talk about it. We don't have time well, for that. Uh, listen, what are your expectations for the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers? If your expectations are what they should be when you're making $50 million a year, and y'all are talking all this, yip, 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 about you don't need Devontae Adams, then you should make the playoffs. But I, the question is this, though. When make think, the playoffs? We're not even talking about going on like a Super As the seventh seed. Make the playoffs. Here, here's why I say this. Context, right? Russell Wilson, we're like, as long as he wins a Super Bowl in the contact, in the, in the duration of yeah. that contract, he'll be okay. okay. Deshaun Watson, well, he's playing bad right now, but remember, he ain't played football in two, two years. years. Okay. Remember Dak Prescott, when he got his 160, he's coming off a leg fracture. Okay. So, the, we have given... So what's, okay, so what's A-Rod's... What was, A-Rod's pass was, he lost to Vontae Adams. Two-time MVP. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, no, no, no. Two, Absolutely two-time not. MVP, that's Absolutely cool. not. And then, and then what's this? I don't give him a pass. Everybody loves to praise A-Rod, okay. right? It's, it's funny. Everybody I talk to about the, the, the Packers now rolling, nobody ever talks about the defense in, in, in the running game. Hey, Rod, look, he's warming up. Look, you don't want him to play us. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, he's, are you watching the game? I'm watching. A-Rod, they put him in a GOAT conversation with the Bradys and all that. Now, obviously, Brady is, for me, is like, there's no contest. But they put him up there. So to put you up there with the greats, we can't be talking about those last seeds and all that. Like, come on. When, he let, when, when Devontae Adams left to go to the, the, the Raiders, myself included, I said, damn, that's, he, they're going to miss him, but they got A-Rod. They're going to get to the playoffs. But what's the, what's, the, what's the Bucks record right now? And then tell me the Packers record. Uh, the Bucks are, what, 7 Okay, hold up. Yeah. What? Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. conversation last year. And be A-Rod. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Don't do that. No, 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 no. This, we, no. We, we'll and, stop the whole and segment. for that matter, for that matter, the Bucks is in the playoffs. They are. They, they don't are. worry about nothing. Right, right. They are. They worry about nothing. They worry about nothing. We were talking about, we talk about them in a little bit. You stuck in 20-something else. No. That's 2023 right now. It's a new year. If they miss the playoffs, it is a disaster, and it should be treated as such. The expectations should be more than just making the playoffs for the Packers. But the way the season is gone, if they get in the playoffs, we'll take them seriously. But there ain't no middle ground here. Is that everything in life has gray area except for this conversation. <laughs> Acho agrees. You can tell by his smile. <laughs> well, speaking of the Bucks, that's a phenomenal transition. Tom Brady, they did just clinch the playoffs in the win yesterday. It was so big for the Bucks, Eight and eight, but they're in. Doesn't matter what happens next week. But how seriously should we take the Bucks? Shady's running off set. Shady is running. I got, I got, I got off the bathroom, dog. Set. I held it the whole song. <laughs> The Broncos lost yesterday. That's no surprise. But what was a surprise? Russell Wilson. He got emotional post-game, like brought to tears. Now, remember, his wide receivers and his offensive linemen came to his defense last week when many were questioning him. Listen to what Russell Wilson has to say. Russ, speak up. It meant the world to me because I, I give my all every day. I don't know anything less. And uh, so I'm grateful for these guys because um, – you know, they worked the bucks off, and for them to have my back, you know, all, all I want to do is help, help this team win and us find a way to do it. And I know we're going to overcome all those obstacles. And I'm not going to blink because I know who I am. I know, who, I know the dedication I have to this game and how much, how, much it, and how much it means to me. Yeah, hard for me to watch. I'll be honest. Um, reason being, like, Russ is human. I, like, I know Russ. I know Russ's team. I know Russ's counselors and whatnot. And so often we talk about people like they're not human. Oh, he's soft. He's corny. He's square. He's the most disingenuous person in the National Football League. Like, you got to read all that. That's one thing to say, like, he's not playing well right now. I'll be the first to say that. And I'll also be the last to say that. But Russ has to hear a lot of non-football criticism. Russ has to hear a lot of criticism about him as a person. They need to take his, his parking spots back, his office. Like, he has to hear a lot of stuff that you forget that he's human. So when you see him brought to tears, it's just tough. But it was a reminder of like, yo, this is a real human. It's got to read real things about his real self. Joy, I shared this video in the chat. You had a response. What's your thoughts now? Yeah, I mean, it's I don't remember ever see anybody cry. <laughs> like, that's awful. And he's had a really tough season. And aside from everything else, you know, when we're losing, all those criticisms are going to come out. That happens with anybody who's losing. People start questioning what's going on, which that's part of the game. It's part of the business. You get paid a lot of money. People want results particularly when you're the biggest acquisition in the offseason and they give up five picks, and we know what it is. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still that, uh, that compounding with having to hear about yourself is is hard for anybody. He's, he's not a he's not a robot. Uh, I, I not that I like seeing him cry, but it is a nice reminder, obviously, like you said, like these are human beings. He wants to win. I don't think Russ doesn't want to win, but there's a reason that everything happens the way that it does. And, you know, the expectations are, are what they are. I just hope it goes differently next year. Yeah, I, I loved it. That, 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 that interview, it touched me, though, right? Just because, like, this is really my first real job. I don't know if I told you guys that. This is my real first job. And Should I be nervous? I mean, I think the, the NFL is a real it's job. A job. Oh, no, 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 no. But I'm saying, I'm saying like, job, other than playing right. football, I'm saying other than right. playing football, right, right, right. I had to do chores and go to college and all that. But other than that, it's my first real job. But I, I said to say this, like, I'm starting to learn, like, the, the like, gain love for you guys, right? I know, like, if I see something on Twitter that might say something about Joy or you or, it's, well, sometimes who it is. Some, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> dang, like, this is my guy. I want to protect him. And I always try to relate everything to football. So when I see that, like, I know that feeling. Like, that's the only thing I miss about the play, actually physically playing. It's not the touchdowns. It's not people doing a shady bounce when I get in the end zone. It's not, it's not all that other than the contracts. I miss that. But it's more <laughs> like the relationship with the, with, with the guys in the locker room where, like, we, we, we sweat and, 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 and go to battle with each other, preparing for each other, right? And people, there's other players that see guys working even harder. I've worked, I've worked hard, but I see other players like, whoa. Like Brady, like, man, like, he loves football. Like, he's, like, we're all dead tired. He's still going. So when you see guys speak out negatively about you in a negative way, like, like I won't say names, but guys you won Super Bowls with, guys you went the whole bat with, it's like, dang, dog, like, you know? And you don't say nothing back to them. Yeah. But then you see guys you play with speak out about you in a positive way. You like, it, it really touched you because it's like, you read everything people were saying. He's this, he's that. They're making fun of him about he's stretching on a plane. And to him, <laughs> he thinks it probably works. I got to get loose. I got to get this, I got that. Where I'm like, man, look, I'm going to give him 100 yards when I wake up. But he's <laughs> tripping. You see what I'm saying? So, But I, I think it, it means so much to Russ to actually see his teammates really speak about him in a positive way and back him up because he's going through a tough time. And when you get that type of money and that type of um, um, attention for being a quarterback, people can't wait to talk bad about you. And I like to see his teammates step up and, and take his back. And you bring up a good point because the other part that nobody's taking into consideration – Russ isn't allowed to shoot back because Russ has to protect his brand. That's he's got to protect one. his finances. Yep. Like the 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 one well, of the more, somebody like a Sherman or somebody like a like a Deion Sanders. Like man, that is the brand. Yeah, yeah, but right, like, right, right. More, Yeah, that's not Russ's brand. I yeah. and, I, and I very much subscribe to that. Like clapping back is not for everybody. Sure. It, we've seen people do a terrible, terrible job at it. Like this is not your lifestyle. Don't get involved. And he doesn't. He's always very consistent. He never has. I wouldn't be mad at him if he did. But he, but he can't. It ain't him. No, it's brand. I don't know that he can't. No, he can't. I don't. I, listen, Russ. I disagree. But you. you know, it's beneath, him. Want to. it's beneath him. Okay, here and this is it, it's fascinating too. I've been thinking about this. Is and people have said some like wildly out of pocket stuff about Russ, right? Just over the course of his career. But one thing that I think is in bounds is to say that he does like he comes across robotic at times, and he comes across like just a walking brand. And people I mean, people don't like that. People want to like like people want to see your human side, which. It's not his prerogative if he doesn't want to show us that. He doesn't have to. But like Joyce said, it's refreshing to see him look that way. Because I think a fair... I don't want to see him cry. No, okay, maybe not cry, but, but, I, just, I but look saying. like a human being and not somebody that's just either practicing or endorsing something. And I think that's been a valid criticism of Russ. I think it was, it was cool to see but the is human it, side is, of I think that's an unfair criticism of Russ. Reason being, so many people have different human sides. Right? Like, Shady's one of the more expressive teammates I've ever played with. Was always having a good time. And if he was upset at you, you still probably thought he was having a good time. Other people are very much so just stoic. D'Amico <laughs> Ryans. He was just, oh, he was very much so stoic. Yeah. D'Amico Ryans yeah. was very much so just, boom, I'm here. Helps coordinating the number right. one defense right. in the National Football right. League. Helps to be stoic. I think that's one of the more unfair criticisms of Russ is that Russ has always been criticized for just being... Russ. And I, I think sometimes when, I, when, when people, when you say things, right, and, and this is my, I, I'm trying to get better, you know, the older I get. Sometimes you say things, right, and just, it just comes out. And, and you're not trying to be mean about it. It just, it just, like, for example, I'll give you an example. Josh Allen, he's one of my favorite friends and ballplayers. You know this. Yep. So um, when I went to Kansas City, they asked me about, like, the, the top quarterbacks I played with. So I'm like, now Josh is still young, though. But I'm like, he's going to be a dog. I'm like, man, you got got Michael Vick. You got Patrick Mahomes now. with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think I might have named Brady. Uh, Donovan McNabb, right? I said, you know, and I said, Tyler Taylor was really, really good. 
I get a text. And me and Josh is like cool like that. You know what I'm saying? He said, hey, man. He said, call me. I called him. He said, I, I ain't really kind of like that. Like, you know, you left me. I said, oh, look, it's nothing like that. I was just saying that the players I played with, I said, but you young. I said, you going to be just as good or better than boys. It just takes time. But even something like that, like me just, just speaking on it, being honest, sure. I think he's a, a beast. I told people that, like his first practice, I said, this kid going to be good. I didn't mean nothing by it, but you could say small things and people could take it the wrong way. So that's why when, when Russ sees stuff that people are actually like trying to come at him, they trying to play him, oh, he's this, he's that, that, that touches him. Like, he's like, dang, this is supposed to be my friend. So when he gets emotional, I can understand that. Like he really, that meant something to him for his boys to take up for him. Because your words are powerful. Now, Josh, he was right. <laughs> Josh, he was right. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you was the better one. I was tripping. I was tripping. <laughs> and that is how you end the conversation. Coming up, the Giants, in shocking fashion, are headed to the playoffs under head coach Brian Dayball. This is the first time since that information. But on the flip side, the Jets in New York, they're going nowhere. We got to tell you, is Brian Dayball the coach of the year? That's next. Speak. Okay, the Giants, they haven't lost nearly as many games this season as they have previously because Brian Dayball has showed up. They clinched the playoffs for the first time since 2016. In their last game, Daniel Jones, quarterback, two touchdown passes, ran for one more in the blowout win over the Colts. Now, keep in mind, Brian Dayball's in only his first season as head coach. Dave Hellman, there are a lot of incredible coaching feats this year. Kyle Shanahan. 11 and 4 with the 49ers on their third string quarterback. Nick Sirianni, 12 and 3 with the Eagles on their third string quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, 12 and 4. Correct me. But Brian Dayball, playoffs, one week remaining. How impressive is that? Is he the coach of the year? What do Shanahan and Sirianni have that Brian Dayball doesn't? MVP players. Amazing (laughs) rosters. Mm. Go down the, like we've been doing this all year. Who's got a better roster? Who's, Who's got the better team? Quick, name the Giants player that you want on your team over, like, the Niners or the Eagles. Please. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau looks like a young star. But he wouldn't start on they the got Eagles. Some, of course he wouldn't. <laughs> you know, they got some solid play. Like, what are the Giants? And I'm not trying to trash them. I'm honestly trying to compliment them. This is a team, find me somebody that picked the Giants to win more than seven games. And that was, like, that was an optimist. Like, people in New York were saying that. Nobody else, nobody else thought this was more than, like, a three- or four-win team. They broke the boat curse, man. It's the first it's time they've deal. been in the playoffs since, big the, deal. since the boat picture. It's a big deal. I, I think boat curse. <laughs> it's, so, it's so easy. And I don't mean it as shade at, at Kyle Shanahan or Nick Sirianni. I remember the year Jason Garrett won Coach of the Year. The Cowboys had the best record in the league. It's impressive to do that. It's It's... But it's so easy to just be like, oh, you got the best record. You did the best job. You're the best coach. What about this? This is a team nobody took seriously. Honestly, I still don't know if I take them seriously. They're 26th in yards per game. They're, they're slapping this thing together with WD-40 and duct tape. <laughs> they're the beer fridge of NFL teams. Like, you know, the crappy fridge out in the garage that all the drinks are in? Never really gets that cold. That's the Giants. <laughs> but they're in the playoffs with play a week off. to play, man. It's incredible. I, I knew Brian Dable was a good coach when they hired him. I think he's an amazing coach now. It's mm. It's phenomenal. I yeah, would give it to him. I co-signed that. Brian Dable, for me, he, he's got to be the coach of the year. As you're talking, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, how many Giants players would start, say, on the Eagles? Maybe Dexter Lawrence, but you're not starting him over Hargrave, so you start him over Fletcher Cox. Kayvon Thibodeau, you're not starting him over Sweat. He got 10-plus sacks. You're not starting him over Hassan Reddick. He got 16 sacks. Right. So, Saquon Barkley, maybe the left tackle, Andrew Thomas, maybe, but Jordan Mailata's a beast. So when I think about the Giants roster versus like an Eagles roster or a Niners roster, what Brian Dayball has done with that roster is so incredible. And the most impressive thing, and this is what I love most about what Brian Dayball did, he said, hey, Kadarius Toney, first-round pick. You know what? You're not meshing with the team, (laughs) so I'm going to trade you, and I'm still going to go to the playoffs. That's hell. You know the type of confidence you have to have as a head coach to get rid of one of your most talented players, not productive, but talented players, get rid of them and still go to the playoffs? Come on now, Brian Dable, coach of the year. And I'm blessed because I played with him, right? And I seen how he transformed Josh from Wyoming, this crazy wow, to slowing it down a little bit and letting him be a beast. 
teach him the game. Like, he's a smart dude. Even, even with Danny Dons, I knew Danny would play a lot better this year. Yeah. I, know he, I know he'd get that much out of him. I mean, last year, this team was 4-13, and 13, right? 4-13, their best player, Saquon Barkley, yep. he's disappeared, right? Now he's back. He's, probably, he's like, what, top three? Yeah. Best in back in the, in, the, in the game. So, yeah, if I had to pick a, a coach of the year, it's got to be Brian Dayball. Genius, hard worker. And even when Tony didn't work out, I, I can see how that went. Like, listen, this, this are the rules. Mm-hmm. No player is above the team. That's how Dayball coaches. And when they made that move, I can see that's what really happened. So, yeah, I would give it to him. Even though – Nick Sirianni is my, is my guy. I think he did a great job. I got to look at the team. Four and 13. Like, yeah. come on. Well, yeah, I wish we had more awards to give <clears> coaches because <throat> I feel like this type of conversation is the one that should get coach of the year. And sometimes we just give it to the best team, which is obviously right. very impressive as well. So it's not like, oh, I get the best record, whatever. That don't matter because it does. Right. And they're better this year. And what Kyle Shanahan is doing with the seventh round rookie is insane. Sure. Yeah. Third stringer is insane. But I, 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 I almost put this in the chat yesterday, but I was like, nah, I don't want to start any problems. I was just having a nice little Sunday. <laughs> I thought it was like a hot take. I was like, everybody agrees with me. I need to do this more. I think it's incredible what he's doing because the Giants have a big brand. Yes, they do. Right? They got a big, clean, cornerstone of the NFL brand. They've been really dysfunctional and pretty bad for a while. Yep. So for him to come in and we didn't know what Daniel Jones was going to be. We know he's a little athletic. Maybe he's got a little something there. But for them to clinch a playoff spot, this is a big, big deal. The, the NFL is better when the Giants are competitive. Mm-hmm. They're just certain teams. It's just better. You need it. And I, I think Brian Dable has had an unbelievable season. And it's actually exciting now because he's doing this with a team that he didn't really put together. At all. When he really gets to put – Same his guys. Yeah. That's, when he really gets to put his <laughs> fingerprint on this and develop someone and put pieces around that work for his coaching style – uh, Wait, should I, stop, should I stop saying Danny Dimes? Am I getting a little carried away? I mean, no, I mean, we, we, you should yeah. start saying it now, if anything. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. ain't throwing that many dimes. So. He's playing really Danny, well. Danny Pritchard. Joe, let's call his name. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get he carried went 24 away. 24 of 29 yesterday, scored four good. touchdowns. We talked about – you realize – Daniel Jones has 700 rushing yards. Like, for all we talk about, he can Josh run a Allen, yeah, he can run. he's had some speed to him. Brian Dable, I don't, I mean, I don't want to say saved his career. Has he? No, let me ask you that. Has Brian Dable saved his career? Because they did not pick up the fifth-year option. Let's add context for the viewer, bring you into this conversation. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option for Daniel Jones, which simply says, you know what? You're so unimpressive, we don't want to pay you $20 million at quarterback. Like, that's how unimpressive you are. They didn't pick up his option. So I do believe, to some degree, they have saved his career. What would you say? Put it this way. Like, before the season, I'd say, yeah, you play this out. I'm kind of a Mitchell Trubisky route. Like, you go be somebody's Mm. backup next year. I think... Daniel Jones will be the Giants starter next year. Like, I think they will find – I'm not saying he's going to, like, set the market or anything crazy like that, but I think they will find a way to pay him and keep him as their starter, at least for the short term. Like, Brian Dable found a way, and that's the mark of a good coach, in my opinion. Like, okay, this is the personnel I have. This is the type of offense we're going to run. You can do this, Daniel Jones. And they're in the playoffs with a week to spare. Why wouldn't you want to bring that My only argument, man, is, like, when, when Brian Dable got with Josh Allen, he was so happy. It's like he got like a kid, he got his first action figure, right? Because <laughs> he knew the things he could do with him. With Danny, Don, might still be limited. Okay, Danny Don's like, know how good of a coach Dayball is. Like, you might have reached your ceiling, Danny. Compared to if I get me a, a quarterback, not saying Josh Allen, but somebody can really that a lot of attention, high ceiling. I could potentially, I I, I could potentially get like a, a Super Bowl run, maybe a, a win our division type of quarterback. You see no, what I'm saying? I agree. I think yeah. Daniel Jones has a ceiling, and maybe this is it. And we'll see what they do in the postseason. But, I mean, who else is out there? Like, that's – you're not getting a high draft pick. Car. So, Car's out now, there. Look, well, we didn't get to the Jets here, Ooh. but I, I, if I'm the Jets, I'm going in on, all in on Car. I'm trying to get Car. Maybe they try I think to the get Giants, Danny Dimes. The, 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 the Giants might as well. <laughs> the swap. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, who, who is out there? That's is, what's, is really that's the what's fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see who moves forward with the Giants. I'm with Shady on the Danny Dimes you conversation, know, though, because I'm like, if you know you are the best driver, now you're looking at your vehicle mm. and you're looking at your car and you're saying, what type of gas? What kind of gas is it? What kind of <laughs> engine is it? What the tires hit like? What kind of gears does it you have? You can surround your quarterback with a lot of talent if he's only making $20 million a year.
And like you can have a have nice a, roster if your quarterback's cheap. That's real. You that's can have some nice accessories. Yeah, that, but that engine still got to go. <laughs> right. Speaking of the GOATs, Tom Brady, saving that conversation for last, doing GOAT type of things, clinching the playoffs in somehow surprising fashion. They did it. But how seriously should we take the Bucks? That's next on Speed. Uh-oh. They coming back. The Bucks down 21 to 10 yesterday against the Panthers in the fourth quarter of a must-win game, but they came storming back. 20 unanswered points. Tom Brady, of course, led the way, finishing with four total touchdowns to help Tampa clinch the NFC South. I could not believe it, but I don't know why I was shocked. It's Tom Brady. Dave, how seriously should we take these Bucks, man? You can do whatever you want. As somebody who covers the Cowboys, who likely have to play them in the wild card round, I'm taking them very, very seriously. And look, I get it. I've watched them too. I watched the Carolina game. It looked like Carolina was going to run them off the field early in the game. They just keep finding ways to do it. And here's the thing. All you got to do is get there. And now all, all the, the mediocrity, the loss to the Steelers that feels like a lifetime ago, <laughs> none of that stuff matters. They're in the playoffs and they get to play at home. As unfair as that might be for the Cowboys or anybody else that's the five seed, they get to play at home. They got Tom Brady. Did you, did you see Michael Lee Evans? <laughs> My God. 200 yards? 200 yards. Chris Godwin went for 120, by the way. You got a receiver core that can do that. You got Russell Gage picking up crucial third downs. I know Leonard Fournette didn't do a whole lot yesterday, but I remember playoff Lenny. Then you got a defense. You got Devin White and Levante David. Antoine Winfield's back from injury. If you're not taking them seriously, please tell me why you shouldn't. That's what I want to hear. Who are you doing it against, big dog? It always matters. It matters Does to me it? week one. It matters to me week 17, now week 18. They've outscored their last two opponents 49 to 40. Congratulations. The Cardinals, who have four wins on the season, and the Panthers, who have, I believe, five or six wins on the season. What happened to two games before that? When they saw the Bengals and when they saw the 49ers? They got outscored 69 to 30. They got like, like it, was, like it wasn't close. <laughs> 35 to 7 is what the Niners did to them. And the Bengals beat them down, da- and the Bengals beat them down too. So they don't have to play the Niners in the first round of the playoffs. Nope. And they don't have to play the Bengals until a hypothetical but you know, Super Bowl. It's levels to this. There are. It's levels to this. So I take them seriously-ish, because Tom Brady's out there, but beating the Panthers and letting Sam Darnold throw for three touchdowns, I'm still pumping the brakes 2-5 a little bit. How serious should I take them? Wait, real quick, was that like the people's elbow? Like <laughs> some. I just um I, it's hard to take him. Like I, I don't know how to take him. I can't really, like, judge, like, the, the Table Bay Buccaneers. Because, listen, I love them dudes. Those are my guys. But one game, they'll give you this Tom Brady vintage 300-plus mm-hmm. yards. 400. Uh, 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 400. You know, then you got Mike Evans, 200 yards. Yep. Uh, uh, nine routes, nine routes, nine routes. And then you have other games where they just sack, sack, turnover, <laughs> sack. So it, it's hard to, to really gauge this team. I'm, like, in the, in the middle. It's, like, medium for me. Yep. I, I can't – I don't know. Like, you ever date a girl, right? And Please, like, like we're trying to, we're trying to date. You know, going. I got a lot of dating, uh, I guess scenarios. But anyway, this my, my first girl really liked, right? What's her name? When I was young boy. So, oh, I can't do that. What name? You, you getting crazy? I almost said it though. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the story is: look, I would go like, like I would bring her bears and stuff like that. And I'm probably like 10 years old. You know what I'm saying? My mom knows the girls right now. Anyway, bears and she, oh, thank you, Shady. And then like we'll be playing like you know stuff together and all that in class. And then next day, hey, what's up? You know. Hey, like, she changed up, huh? Like, am I dressed uh, not nice? What's going? On? See, so that, that's the bucks. She wanted them. I can't wait. Like every game, I can't wait to pick them. You, give me two hundred dollars on the bucks. Nah. Boom! Right? Do you watch the game? You're like, this is the bucks. These other games, they come out and they dominate. So, I'm in the middle, man. So Serena played you? That's not her name. This <laughs> guy, I guess to be like a host and a lead on TV, you have to be like an instigator. He loves to instigate. What's her name? Then he started throwing names I, out there. I had to ask you're him. Learning, to ask you're him. learning the you game. You have to ask him more questions. <laughs> That's what everybody wants to know. You have to be on your game, Shady. Yeah, what what you call, call, what, what, right now. What do, you, what do you call girls like that that do that? Uh, what is that called? Picky. Yeah. I don't know. Picky. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was saying attitude. I don't know. An attitude? Bust a little attitude. Uh. <laughs> Today we feel like playing. <laughs> my attitude play is play. working We got super off play playing. Shady. Oh, my gosh. I'm not abandoning her. <laughs> I can't speak for Serena, but well, her name is not Serena. <laughs> She's Serena. See what Sam you started? She's Serena now. That's just how this works. I'm sorry. Sequoia. Anyway, 
I don't know what to make of the Bucks. All I know is Tom Brady's out there, and if you're going to let Mike Evans run for three touchdowns, and Chris Godwin put up 120. He bought out too. Yeah, they went crazy. I don't know. They have, they're the only NFC team to, to yet to score 32 points in a game this season. The 32nd in rushing yards per game, 32nd in rushing touchdowns per game, 24th in points per game, 22nd in third down percentage. But they won their division. They're going to get a home playoff game. I don't know. It's Tom Brady. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the Bucks are. They're, they're good enough to win the worst division in football. That, that's crazy, too. And Tom Brady can go and do that, but it's bad opponents. But in the playoffs, Here, here's if it's the, the Cowboys, like, they might play the Cowboys. These are their two ops. Like, we, we don't have to guess at this. They're either going to play the Cowboys the Eagles. or an Eagles team that – had to that lost out and get, has to play in the wild card round. Might not have a healthy Jalen Hurts. Might not have a healthy Lane Johnson. Those are the two likely opponents. Only thing about like about this game, right? I know, I know it's the playoffs, but like you can't play one way the whole year and change up, and then you just be way different. It don't work like that. But see, here's the thing: they've done both of these things. What have they done? I mean, they, they've, they've won enough games to reach the playoffs. Like, they're not, they're probably okay. not going to have a losing record. They're going to finish nine and eight. When that whole division, they're like, playing an Atlanta team that's got nothing to play for that's starting a rookie quarterback. So they finish nine and eight. They've got, when they've been healthy, remember the way, and I know this is ancient history, I get it, but like, they put it on the Cowboys the first time they played this season. It feels like three years ago. It does. <laughs> but again, this is a defense. I love this stat so much. When their defense has held opponents to less than 20 points they're seven and one yeah they're not equipped to win a shootout but they got guys healthy they've got guys that have been through the wars of the playoffs no like Dave, I, I don't expect the most wins in that division is eight wins yeah it's a bad division but they've had to play other teams like we've seen them play other teams but not win like and i think about outside of the cowboys week one they beat Jameis. they beat mariota they beat stafford you saw what happened with the rams this year they beat geno smith they beat trace mcsorley they've beat sam darnold and then i believe they beat andy Dalton. Yeah, two and two was twice so so that's what i'm saying i'm like it's not like they've really just but if they are up against the cowboys in week one of the playoffs who are you picking if you're a cowboys fan you feel good that's about a great that? question i mean no i can tell you vegas is gonna pick vegas Ooh. will favor the cowboys, the cowboys. I think. yeah They're normally right I wouldn't feel good about it if I were you, a, you, a Cowboys you put, fan. You put money on that? I mean, like, I love the Bucs, so I, I don't want to go against them, but I'm just being – I'm doing my job. But see – I'm doing – I'm going to pay them. I'm getting paid to do my job. There's two different things here. Like, do I think the Bucs are going to make it to the Super Bowl? No. You asked if I should respect or fear them, and the answer is absolutely but does it yes. say more about the Cowboys, Joy, or the Bucks? Listen, I'm not saying that the mm. Cowboys couldn't beat this Bucs team. I don't think this Cowboys team is the same team that lost in week one. Like, I think they're, they're playing better. Dak is certainly playing better. You love to bring, bring up his stat line from that, from that game. If they lose to them Bucks, I'm going to be going crazy yeah. on this set. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Fox yeah. is going to think the words yeah. I say. I'm not, I'm not coming to work yeah, if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, coming up, Jair Alexander, he had a busy Sunday. He backed up his trash yes, talk with Justin Jefferson. Yes, he did. And then he had a critical message for everybody. That's next on Speak. Is that him gritty? The Koya up the roof? Yo, yo, all right. She said her name. <laughs> Jair Alexander called Justin Jefferson's week one performance a fluke yesterday. Jefferson only had one catch after the game. Alexander called out our very own Skip and Shannon. Jair, speak up, big dog. So that was a fluke. What is one catch for 15 yards? Man, greatness. And tell Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless they need to, you know, watch what they say when they talk about me. You feel me? That's what, they need to watch what they put out. Talking about he a good corner, great corner. So, yeah, send that to them. Yeah, yeah. Like Saying that. that with that hat on just makes it. it takes no, that hat's nutty. That's goofy hat. Yeah. But listen, the swag was on point though. <laughs> listen, I mean, and, and, hey, Shannon and, and Skip didn't say nothing bad. They just they just didn't give him enough respect. Yeah. He said, look. Respect me when I'm out here. I ain't good. Speak my name up. Yeah. What's up with these Packers fans, though? Wayne calls us out earlier, and now Jair calling out Undisputed. I don't know. Is it us or is it them? They're good now. They're feeling themselves. What I know is FS1 has a great weekly show lineup. (laughs) (laughs) People clearly enjoy watching. That is true. And we appreciate it. And we will see y'all tomorrow.